0: Just visit americamagazine.org slash subscribe, and you'll have full access to America's Scripture Reflections.
1: We wanted to actually address today, um, it's a little navel-gazy in the sense that we're going to be talking about uh, the way media has been working here during the Synod on Synodality. Um, Colleen, you just got here, but you've been following it from afar, mm-hmm. and you also wrote this great analysis piece uh, called, Can the Vatican Control the Synod Narrative? And I uh, wanted to just break that down. I think we've referenced it vaguely in other podcasts, but I'm wondering if you could just start us out with, what were we hearing about possible synod media regulations before we even thought knew we were going here? So
2: over the summer, there were rumors that the Pope might be thinking about applying the pontifical secret, which is a very like Dan Brown sounding uh, secrecy classification that the Vatican uses in a bunch of cases. Uh, Notably, Pope Francis got rid of the pontifical secret that covered abuse, uh, abuse investigation results in 2019. And like that was a big deal, people like there to be transparency, not secrecy, sure. right? Yeah, but like papal conclaves are covered by it, right? So when they yeah, go in the Sistine
1: mm-hmm. Chapel, all those cardinals. Yeah, are, and yeah. What, what, what is a pontifical secret? You just like can't tell anyone about the thing that the pontifical secret <laughs> I mean, applies to?
2: The classic Vatican joke is it means you only tell one person at a time. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> I, another no, version actually, of that I've heard is that it's the only thing that the Pope doesn't know. <laughs> it's the pontifical secret.
2: <laughs> That's terrible. Um, Actually, it's it, repli- it refers to a secret that there are canonical penalties for telling. So all the way up to a priest being removed from ministry or in some cases an automatic excommunication.
3: The scenario that I always think about related to the pontifical secret is when bishops are actually being selected. So what happens is like the dicastery for bishops will actually contact the nuncio in a particular country Mm -hmm. and have a conversation with him to identify some candidates. And so in the dicastery here, they put together three little turna, which are little like background profiles on the bishop candidates that they're considering. And then they actually send that out to like a very select group of people in that local church to get feedback on these candidates. So like a brown envelope like shows up in your desk one day and it's like has the stamp from the Vatican on it. Oh my
2: God, I would love to get that. (laughs) Yeah, totally right. And then they're like, oh my gosh. I would tell everyone.
3: (laughs) And you're like, man, they're considering... You know, this person for a bishop. Okay. And then so you have to give your very honest opinion, seal it up, and then mail it back. There's like a special way of mailing it and everything. But that is under the pontifical secret. Hmm. So, like, when they're considering appointing a bishop,
1: like, you, you obviously can't Sure, so One that of you
2: could them. have been asked. I don't
1: yeah, know. I yeah. Wouldn't tell right. you. yeah. <laughs> no, the rest of the world has moved on to like just reference checks for jobs. But I appreciate that the <laughs> church has still maintained this way of doing it. Um, so they, there was a rumor that it was going to be under the pontifical secret, and mm-hmm. meaning so, but that was still pretty vague, right? Like we didn't know what that meant necessarily for the synod proceedings because we were figuring that out.
2: Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's still not super duper clear. We know that the pontifical secret, in so many words at least, has not been applied uh, to this synod. Interestingly, it was applied to the participants' opinions and votes in the 2018 synod. So that was the one on young people. Mm. Um, So, you know, you you could argue that despite the secrecy that we're going to talk about around this synod, it actually is technically legally canonically less secretive than mm. past sentence. yeah
1: so maybe in the letter of the law but yeah as we're going to talk about i think not in the spirit or the of practice the law yeah. Um, yeah. sebastian what did you hear on that opening day when we got the guidelines around what me- media relations among synod delegates was going to be
3: yeah i found the big thing was the the talk that the pope gave at the very opening of the synod on october 4th um he mentioned the Holy Spirit a lot. He mentioned for the millionth time that the Synod is not a parliament. Um, but when it came to the media, he basically said, I, I, and I can't remember the exact terminology, but there needs to be like a fast.
2: Fasting from public words.
3: Fasting from public words um, in order to like let the Synod, you know, run its course, like in order to create this open space for everybody to be as honest as possible direct as possible and to listen attentively without the distractions of what's happening out there in the media. He asked for this, you know, fast. And then at the same time, he asked the journalist to like accept this and then also like tell what's really happening in the synod, which is there's this great listening that's happening. And that's the type of coverage we need. And so it was a little bit. I don't know. I was kind of confused by that because on one level he's saying we're going to give you nothing, and another level he's going to say we expect you to like cover this the way that I am hoping that you will cover it. Yeah. So I, it was just a
2: weird vibe for a pope who is usually so open with the press. Right. It's like mm-hmm. I will do interviews with anyone.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, and he listed off sort of examples of past synods, and Ashley, you wrote about this, like how they kind of been boiled down into one. Headline.
2: Yeah. So he mentioned that the synod on the family got boiled down to whether divorced and remarried Catholics can have communion. The synod on the Amazon was about can mature married men become priests to serve remote areas of the jungle? And he said already before the synod kicked off in Rome this year that a lot of the conversation was about ordaining women. And so (laughs) I am and was frustrated by this, like media fast, but also did take it to heart that do we in the media often focus on hot button issues and is that serving the church well?
0: Have you ever wanted to dive deeper into scripture?